These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Welcome to the Keishi Tapes podcast. I'm John Hewlett. Favaz is there with you. And this is episode 107, and it's a very recent interview that Favaz did with Sammy Hagar. Yes, it was one that I did last week, and it was mainly to promote his pay-per-view that he did. He recorded a show on uh, on the beach at Catalina Island, mm-hmm. and they did a pay-per-view uh, in place of what he does in Cabo at the cantina at his place because of COVID shut it down. Well, didn't, didn't exactly shut it down, but he couldn't have the, the amount of people there uh, that he wanted, that he normally does. So that was, you know, the main reason why he was calling. But we also had him because Eddie Van Halen died the week before. Mm-hmm. And of course he was in Van Halen forever. So he was going to talk about Van Halen too. And he does. And he gave us a Casey exclusive. At least he says he is. And I kind of believe him, and um, it was uh, it was it was fun to always fun to talk to him. All right, so, so. here we go. This is Favaz with Sammy Hagar. Uh, last week, October the fifteenth uh, or something. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was the, it was that Thursday. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. That was You'll the guy. Till eight minutes yeah, after. Stop. Go ahead. I'm ready. That's- so so that's the guy from Premier. Uh, radio networks he's the guy that, that says hey you have this long you know mm-hmm. and so he said eight minutes i actually ended up having 10 yeah so. and at the end you'll hear him say hey wrap kind, it up guys kind of you can yeah. hear him in the background so there hi. he is hi sammy wait guy Wait a minute. You, you don't go by Guy. That's my buddy Guy Pietti. No, you're so Let's get this straight. All right. If I call you Guy, I it does feel odd to call you Guy. When I call yeah, you, you Guy, ne- it's weird. You never do. No. No, and I, I wouldn't want you to. Matter of fact, I have various versions of Favaz. You, yes. Favaz. Fozzy. Fozzy. Fozzy Bear. Fozzy. Fozzer. Foz. Favaz. I do that, too. Yes, you <laughs> Whatever comes out on a given yeah, moment, I just yeah. throw it out there. It seems yeah. to work. <clears throat> Confused to say some weird stuff to you. It okay. would. It would I'm good. It would sound very weird coming from you if you call me guy. I will just say that. So, um, first of all, happy late, happy late birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm in Cabo, and, uh, you know, we can't celebrate the same way because of the, you know, the social distancing, the, the restrictions at the cantina. So we have capacity people at about 150 instead of 700, and uh, with about five, 600 people out front all every day. I'm surprised that they're sticking to any kind of rules in Mexico, because Mexico, to me, is a lawless country, and at least in my mind, it seems to be. Yeah, it kind of with me, too. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, we didn't go because, we, you know, because we think that, kind of. You know, we were going yeah. to travel out of the country, and, you know, what are their stipulations for COVID and all that, and they have some. Yeah, so. that's the more sane side of the country, isn't it? The more uh, civilized. Um, uh, is that a terrible? It's at thing? the tip of the. <laughs> it's at the tip of the Baja. Uh, I don't exactly know. Because I hear people yeah. say it is more uh, Americanized. Well, it's touristy. It's very touristy. Very touristy. It used to be that way, but yeah. yeah. So I haven't been playing. I just did an, a little acoustic thing, uh, the uh, for my birthday in the afternoon, a surprise for the 150 that were sitting there eating and drinking in the afternoon. Which was kind of unusual for us. I, I saw that. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Review last week. Yeah. Right, and it was really cool. But but that's why we recorded and filmed the uh, pay per view last week in Catalina. You know, we had a deserted part of the island where there's very little. It's like they just have a little snack bar and a beach where boats pull up. You know, to a dock. Right. And they can get about 250 boats in there. So we uh, set up there and built the stage, and so it was like a, 
big production, like, you know, we were going to play there for a, a month or something. <laughs> we built it all week, you know, put, turning a, a beach into a stage was, wasn't easy. But um, I wonder if that was financially worth doing. Sounds I don't know. Like an expensive... I, would, I would love to know the numbers. Yeah. On that, on, on the pay per view, yeah, on the pay per view, because it was it was forty nine ninety five something like that to get it. Boy, I just can't imagine being that I can't, big. I, I mean, I just uh, you know, and I had a conversation with somebody that is a redhead that was on one of the trips, and I was like, "That's just not me." I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't buy a pay per view for Sammy Hagar. I wouldn't buy it f- for a lot of bands that I really like. Yeah, yeah, and I just just <clears throat> wouldn't do it. Even for sporting events, yeah, I that, mean, I, I, that I would yeah. like to see, but I'm like, I don't want to pay fifty bucks for it. Yeah, cheap bastard. Done and did it in a, I am a cheap bastard. <laughs> it was fantastic. I mean, I'm Good. telling you, guy, guy. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think, I think I got to do this every year, not necessarily for the birthday bash, but for something because huh. man, this was a blast. It was like instead of a drive-in theater. It was a boat in. It was a sail in. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Awesome. We we've had those at the amphitheater here where you play in sailors. We've had drive-ins where uh, the, the band will set up on a stage in the parking lot and people will drive and they'll get the spot next to them to, you know, to hang out and stuff. This was a boat in. People pulled in. You did the show and it's available this weekend at nugs.tv. And if you're a redhead, you get five dollars off. If Nugs.tv. That's the name of the website. Nug- yeah. I've I've I bought a Springsteen uh, rarity off of there. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It, w- it wasn't a pay per view. It was a it was a show. Now this is up against the ocean, right? Or is it a cove? Uh, it's a cove. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say, it's, if it's the it's, ocean, boats are you know sitting there and they're bouncing around. No, the they're waves. not. They they weren't bouncing. No. Okay. No. Uh, you you put in your code, correct? <laughs> How do you prove? How do you prove you're a redhead? From, yeah, from that, that's a good question. You show your Sammy Hagar tickets that you've had. You've about three. You have to have seen 100 shows in your life. No, you got to expose your crotch. Oh, is that it, John? That's how you prove oh, you're a redhead, okay. right? Oh, but yeah. bum. Sammy thought. Sammy it was thought. Funny. Yeah, he did. It's kind of crazy. I know. And you thought it was crazy. Uh, it's great. Well, it will. And it was really. Really filmed really well, and the, and the ambience of being on this beautiful island, and no people, you know, a few people. Island, Catalina Island. Oh, but but not like you know. I'm saying Bahasa, Baja, Bahasa Peninsula. Right. Well, he's not there. Remember, he's talking about where he filmed this was in California. Oh, I thought he was down there. Filming no, it. He, he filmed this in California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll catch on eventually. Yeah, okay. How much more time? Come on, we got wake, up, wake, okay, up, wake up, wake up. Still got seven minutes. Wake up and go to sleep. A regular concert is like little scattered people on the beach. They allowed about fifty to hundred people to be on the beach in front of us, between us and the ocean, and and then you look out in the ocean and people are diving off their boats and just partying. I mean, it was like in dinghies pulling up, you know, right up to the the beach. It, I tell you, it was a hell of a beach party. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'll be Good. throwing more of those. I, I learned something. Good. We were we were supposed to be down there with you, a few of us from Casey, and about uh, over 300 uh, St. Louisans bought into the trip. But hopefully, uh, we'll save it for your 75th birthday in a couple of years. Does that sound all right? <laughs> oh boy, yep, I'm still upright. You know, just all this this COVID crap is driving me nuts because I'm saying to myself, you know, guys like me and few of, uh, of us out there, we're going, hey, listen, I don't know how many more years I can do this. I'll right. do it as yeah. long as I can. He's about sure. to make a point that I've been making for a while here. Yeah. About the time is ticking on these older rockers, you know. And it's, it is. It's very frustrating for them to have to just sit low right now because they're, they're in their final stretch. You right. Know? He makes a point here. Yeah. 
and, and I want to do it for the rest of my life. But you don't know how many years your body's going to say, sure, you can just keep doing this. <laughs> and then to take a year off at this stage in my game, no, I, I did that back in my 40s and 50s, taking a year off here right, and there. Right. Now, I can't do that anymore. I got, I got, I got to get as many shows as I can possibly get in out there. I hear you. Make as much money as you can. Well, yeah, there's that, too. He doesn't need money, so uh, he's doing it, obviously, because he loves loves doing it, and he realizes, you know, he doesn't have much time to do it. Let's uh, let's talk about Eddie Van Halen Halen real quick, because I know him. Can you imagine that, Provost? Sammy Hagar mad. Can you imagine that? I've I've seen you mad once. I've seen you mad once. (laughs) And and I'll tell you, and it it actually actually has... It actually has to do with Van Halen. It was back in the day when I was asked to change oh. shirts when I did the interview with you and Alex in Oklahoma City when you wrote oh. about that night in your book. So anyway. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So refresh, refresh people's memories who may not, who have heard it but don't remember it and people who've never heard it before. I what happened that night? Okay, so in the Sammy Hagar, Alex Van Halen, uh, Casey tapes that we just redid couple weeks ago in it i told the story that i went down to oklahoma city to see the band to get fired up and say hey what a great show it was you know they're going to be in st louis and i was supposed to interview and i did interview alex and sammy together i had a red cabo wabo shirt on and that interview is on our, our yeah, a, podcast yes here. you is. can you can find it yes so um the manager came up to me before they got there and said would you mind i'll never forget it keeping world peace and changing your shirt I had no idea what he meant, and I don't think I knew what he meant even after the interview, right after the interview. Um, And it was because it had Cabo Wabo. The brothers, Alex and Eddie, did not like any sort of mention of Cabo Wabo, Cabo, anything. Sammy couldn't wear it on stage. That's why he got the tattoo. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, well, what are you going to do? Here's my tattoo, you know. But, But he couldn't wear any Cabo shirts or anything like that. So I switched shirts with the promoter, Joe Lidvag, who is roughly my same size. And I wore his shirt and he wore mine. And we did the interview with, I had this brown shirt on, collared shirt, and we did the interview and that was that. So I told Sammy about that in Cabo, you know, like uh, f- five or six months later, and he was really pissed. He, I mean, at the time, and, we, and I've got that mm-hmm. interview somewhere, mm-hmm. we'll do it sometime, but he was like, I, I would have I punched somebody right mm-hmm. there. That was, so that was the only time I saw him, you know, angry. And that's what you were referencing here in yes, this interview. I was. Let you wear the shirt backstage. Yes. Then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now you remember. All right. So, Ed, yeah, Eddie passes away last week, and I think we were all relieved to find out that you and him had a relationship again. Uh, you were texting one another. Who reached out to whom first? I reached out to Eddie because this is the first time you're going to hear this. George, I, I say this for you. George Lopez, the comedian who I've known for a long time and, and who also is dear friends with Eddie, Calls me up and says, Sammy, I, I need you to call Eddie. I'm, I'm played golf with him. You know, he's not doing good, blah, blah, blah. And and I everyone knew Eddie wasn't doing good. But, but he said, uh, and I just was with him. And, and he said he loves you. And he, he that he's like so disappointed that you haven't reached out to him. I said, George, what? I reached out to all these other people. You know, I reached out to Alex. I, re- I didn't have Eddie's contact number. You know, but I reached out to all these people. Tell Eddie I love him. Hope he's doing well. And... And so George says, here's his number, Colin. So I call him, and, and Ed, Eddie said, it's my favorite line from Eddie in a long time. He goes, what took you so long? I said, you fucker. I'm going, 
I said, well, I reached out to Al. I reached out to everybody. He's going, you didn't call me. And I said, oh, man, Ed, I love you. And it was just one big love fest from then on. It was back in the beginning of the year before COVID, you know. Right. So, yeah, we've been texting. And- George Lopez. Neither of us like George Lopez as a comedian. Yeah, I don't think he's very per funny. Se. I don't think he's very funny. Seems like a great guy, but I just... But he's the guy, yeah. he was the conduit, if you will, yeah. between Sammy and Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know? And really, 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 you know, talking about Wolfie and his new record and about us and the things we did and, you know, how great the stuff is and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, it's really a sad thing. It was a tough one, but if I wouldn't have contacted Ed and we buried the hatchet like that and became friends again... Uh, I, I'm not sure how I could have taken it. It, yeah. it. it would have been devastating to say, you know, here, how am I going to patch this up? You know. Anyway, so it's a good thing. Uh, very, very soulful, and, and I'm I'm really coming to terms with it now. Right. And uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, did, had had Michael Anthony, did Michael Anthony, uh, your buddy, reach out to Eddie, too? Or did he have any kind of relationship with him in the end? In the... So I know Sammy knows the answer to this question, and he kind of alludes to it but he, he plays dumb here mm-hmm. but i know for a fact i mean i don't know for a fact but i would assume strongly that he knows the answer to this question okay okay now there supposedly was some contact between the van halen uh group and <clears throat> michael anthony last spring right about when they were going to rejoining tour. the band yeah they were going to do a stadium tour it was going to be huge yeah. and um so, uh, but 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 the question that I asked here: it, Did Eddie and Sammy, uh, or did Eddie and Michael patch things up, and were they friends last year or so? I have. Uh, I, you'd have to ask Mike that. I don't think so. But Eddie told me a million times, give Mike my love or something. And uh, but I don't, I'm not sure they communicated. I, I, I don't think so. It's probably not. I place, yeah, all, said he didn't think so. I I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, I think he knew. Oh, yeah. thing that I'll tell you is that is what. When we did the pay-per-view, the first day was a rehearsal. It was two days after the news. It was the day after the news. Right. And then uh, we did this. We had to do a dress rehearsal. We played the whole show. And Mike and I were dragging ass. You know, we, we were just sitting there going, God, this is going to be so tough. You know, this isn't this isn't a good, this is some bad timing if we ever, you know, um, witnessed it. And so, um, you know, with no people there, just, you know, we were just out there playing on a desert island, which would have been the most fun I've ever done in my life. But under circumstances, stuff. So anyway, right before the song, right now, I said, let's do a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. The people that were there and all the workers, the boats, the four or five boats that were out there, whatever. I said, let's please, let's have a moment of silence. I didn't say why, so I think we all understand why before this next song. And uh, it's on the paper. You'll see it. Whatever I said, it was something like that. I saw and it. And the place just went so quiet. You saw it where? They should, that was a uh, preview that um, they showed before the, the pay-per-view. I, I saw it that, that few days after it actually happened. Mm. You know? I mean, it seemed like the, the waves stopped lapping, you know what I mean, wow. on the shore. And it's like, and about 30 seconds in, I pointed to the sound guy. He hit the piano. And, wow, when I heard that piano to right now, mm-hmm. it just dawned on me that that song and all the Van Halen songs we wrote, and the wrote, not just me, you know, the Roth era, all the Van Halen color is immortal. It lives forever. Yep. It's, it's like, there it is. I hear the music and you go, oh, oh no, there it is. And, you know, you, but we are not. And and as human beings, we all are going to go. And so it just, it made so much sense to me. I sang that song that day. That the music is going to outlive the Everybody. Yep. yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right about that. Yeah, he is. Like I've never sang it in my life, except I'll sing it for the rest of my life. And I just realized, you know, I'm so grateful to have uh, been in a band with Eddie for 11 years and and uh, make all that great music that'll play forever. And um, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, the music is it's immortal and, and it's just so awesome. So anyway, so so it hit him hard that that During music rehearsal. that he realized, yeah. wow, that music just outlived Eddie. And eventually, it's going to also outlive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, that really helped me come to terms. And Mikey, he looked. I looked at him. He looked okay. at me in that piano part. Came in and went, "Damn, okay." <laughs> we, we, gotta, got, we have a job to do. <laughs> you know. I understand. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm here. So did you did you hear that? The, yeah. the guy was saying, gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah. So that was my cue to wrap it up. that My time is up, yeah. Sam. So I just want to say thanks for coming on with us. And uh, I'm glad you and Eddie reconnected. And uh, I hope Al is doing the best that he can be doing right now. And and uh, we'll see you in St. Louis when you get here next year. Yes, sir, you will. All right, Pavon, Saturday night, we'll see you on pay-per-view. Order your booze online. <laughs> Order your friends over. Get yourself some tacos or some least chips and salsa. Crank it up and watch that damn pay-per-view. It's awesome. It's the best we can give you right now. The whole world gets to see the birthday bash. Peace and love. Uh, bye. All right. See you, Sammy. Yeah, good interview. Yeah, got a lot of good stuff out of him, a lot of great comments from him. And, uh, yeah, that, that part there about the music outliving him and Eddie and all of them, hitting him between the eyes when he heard that song start. For when he heard the piano of yeah. right now. Right now, it's... Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's, it's got to be emotional. You yeah, know? It's heavy, and I'm sure he's, it was emotional for David Lee Roth too. Yeah, you know, he's posted some pictures and stuff, and haven't really heard from him, you know, per se. But you know, he was there in the beginning, mm-hmm. so you know, he yeah. knew Eddie when he when it was coming up. Yeah, time, so there still has to be. I mean, knowing how how um, public their feud was, right? Still has to be some. Uh, feeling bad about it inside Sammy because, you know, yeah. Sometimes as time goes on, you realize some of these fights you have with people are just uh, I th- ridiculous, uh, childish. When you look at them from a twenty twenty yeah. uh, hindsight view, and uh, he's he's got to have some regrets maybe about how that whole thing went for a long time, I'm and sure. then he just at the end. Hey, I better make amends. Eddie was a different person back then when he was fired. Oh, that's right, he was too. fired on Father's Day. Yeah. He and Eddie was drinking a lot, and you, yeah, know, you don't, don't blame, have a, you don't have your clear mind. No, I don't blame like Sammy. That, so. I don't blame yeah. Sammy. We know who was yeah. who was struggling. Who was the guy that yeah. was the the issue for the most part? Because Sammy's always been tried to be, I think, a fair, yes. hardworking, positive guy. Yes, you know. Yeah. So we absolve him for any past fights he had and Favaz, I absolve you for any past Thanks, uh, disagreements John. that we've and ever had. And I absolve had. you. Well, thank it's you. It's all a beautiful thing. Amen. See ya. Bye. AMF. The KC Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.